Seiko, Fly Guys Seiko from the Fly Guys Podcast. There are times when I interview people that I really don't necessarily agree with or I don't agree with all of their positions. This is one of those times. <laughs> ah, but enjoy the ride. We all been saying the same thing. We all been saying the same thing. Bitches, hoes, sucking dick, all of that. It's been out there. It's been the music today and the music of our generation. The presentation of it is different. You don't tell me to twerk. I twerk when I want to. I shake my ass if I want to. I talk about sucking dick and swallowing coming. That's what I want to do. Stay fly, stay fly. You're listening to The Fly Guy Show. They do everything on the fly and in such a fly manner. Stay fly, stay fly, stay fly. The views expressed on The Fly Guy Podcast by the guests of The Fly Guy Podcast are only the views of the guests. Unless we say we agree. Unless explicitly stated. <laughs> hey, this is Arnie Thomas here on the Bold School Podcast. You're listening to Psycho Vaughner's Fly Guy Podcast. Support, like, subscribe, and share. He's saying some good things. Share it. Don't keep it to yourself. That's what's up. Well, tonight we're going to talk about toxic masculinity. We're going to talk about misogyny and hip-hop and American culture. And I want to start off with an operational definition. I'm never good at this portion. I want to swing and throw the ball to uh, Mr. Dan Trez, Omi, the aggressive social justice warrior, the black male feminist. That still throws me. Uh, so, yo, man, what's toxic masculinity? Um, I got the definition for, from Terry Cooper's because at one point I didn't like using the definition uh, because you still haven't defined what masculinity is. But we're going to go with this definition. It's by Terry Cooper, the psychologist. Uh, the constellation of socially regressive male traits that foster domination, <clears throat> the devaluation of women, homophobia, and wanton violence. All right, what does that mean? <laughs> um, okay. Well, foster domination, like domination. So not just not just women, but also like you know the idea of the alpha male. The idea that um, there has to be one man in charge and a man has to be in charge, whether it's in a relationship or an organization. That's what they mean by domination, but also the devaluation of women, homophobia and wanton violence. So you're saying that being an alpha male is toxic? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, And I mean, think about it. Think about it. Um, and, and, And if you want to get African centered, you know, we come from the idea that we should, um, we have a government, we should be, go, you know, run by a group, not, you know, not one person. You know, so you got a council of elders, you know, you have nation builders, but everybody, everybody, you know, and then again, the idea that this is not a zero-sum game. I know a lot of times Western politics deals with zero-sum game, you got to have one person in charge, one political party in charge, um, you know, whereas we know that that's not how we should govern. It should be a consensus or, you know, a group of people doing it together. So, and, I, and you know what it was dope is that I'm currently reading Emergent Strategy by Adrian Brown. She talks about how um, when it comes to organ, organization, that it shouldn't be like a like a, a hierarchy. It shouldn't be like top tier. It should be, be like consensus uh, versus one person making all the decisions. So so I guess when when, when Mr. Cooper is saying, well, I guess he's a doctor. When he's saying that, he's saying that, you know, domination, not just in group but also like in relationships you know and also relationships there's that power dynamics as well and it shouldn't be a power dynamic it should consistently be reciprocity 
All right, so does that bleed over into hip-hop? And Star, I know that's one of the areas that you're really, you know, that you're really passionate about. You think that hip-hop is extremely misogynistic and is full of toxic masculinity. And, and I want to say, when it comes to this topic of toxic masculinity, that I want to make a distinction that we're talking about of toxic masculinity because I feel like people lump masculinity all together. There's toxic femininity. There's just toxic humanity. So, you know, it's not just one thing. Like, I, I like masculinity. I don't like toxicity in any form. So, um, but yes, going off of the definition of like these these traits that are in a large portion of hip hop is definitely toxic. <laughs> um, and you know, I think I've talked to you guys before about um, my well, what what triggered this for me, Seiko, um, was a friend of mine sent me a link, um, a YouTube page, a, a YouTube page, and it was some. I'm gonna call them obscure. I, I'm not really current on all of like pop culture but nonetheless there were some girls on Instagram and they had some videos and they were rhyming about you know their sexual prowess and this and that and the comments I think it was a man who posted it and the comments were basically the caption was this is look at our women you know this is the end of us now this is the downfall of you know our race and I was like, that's interesting. I don't even know who these people are, and I bet most people don't. But hip hop has been talking about women in that manner, you know, for a very long time. But now that these two random, you know, sisters, whoever they are, are talking about what they're going to do with their vaginas and, you know, blah, 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 then we're headed for a downfall. And I was like, that's real convenient. And that's some cognitive, hell of a cognitive dissonance right there, dissonance for somebody to um, say that. I thought I found it to be very interesting. And the friend who sent it to me was a man, and he was like co-signing it. I was like, that's very interesting to me. So now, because I feel like the sisters, y'all remember that commercial in the 80s when the daddy came in and he um, saw his little boy had the joint and he was like, what are you doing? And the little boy was like, I learned it from watching you. I'm like, I think that might be where that came from. You know, they learned it from watching the inception of it. So that was interesting to me. And I'm like, that's that's cognitive dissonance right there to say that that is the downfall when men have been doing that towards women for a very long time. Wow. The artists you're talking about are the city girls. Uh, that's not the bit that, I don't think that's because that's Cardi B, right? Or the link that I it was, it was, that a was a clip. Oh, that's it was a clip. Cardi B. That's that's yeah, the clip. Cardi B. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, <laughs> oh, see, because I I thought okay, okay. Uh, 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 to be totally honest and transparent. I like the city girls. <laughs> yeah, I, li- I like the city girls. I like a slim fine woman with some work with her. I mean, my, my issue wasn't even about the video. It was about the fact that they said that's the downfall. And I'm like, but I remember like being in second grade, the first time I ever heard hip hop that I remember. And I was in awe. I mean, I was just like, I remember when I saw Salt and Pepper's video, I remember LL, I remember all of that, like Slick Rick, and I was in awe. I was like, look at these black people. They were like, you know, older than me. I'm a little girl in elementary school, and it was so black. 
and it was so raw and it was so us it was so defiant it was everything great and then I remember when I got my granny to like buy me I tricked her into buying me my first tape which was the great adventures of slick rick and I was so excited and I think the first track was treated like a prostitute and now everything else I had heard a teenage love children's story hey young world and then I'm nine and I heard like treat her like a prostitute and a whole bunch of other stuff and I'm gonna tell you it hurt it shocked me and it it was actually hurtful and so a lot of the music was you know we we romanticize these things but that misogyny is not anything new no, you're right. You're right. It's funny because um, the other day we were sitting with the kids and, and um, my wife had never heard Tatiana. <laughs> we played it for her. We played it for her. And then, I mean, I, I, and I'm just going right but what Star was saying. We played it for her and she was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And I was like, yo, hold on, homie. Because when we was young, we listened to a lot of stuff that was misogynistic. So I played some stuff for my kids from our era. They, my kids were like, oh, wow. Y'all was on it like that. So... So it's like you're right. It's been a while. It's been around for a while. It's not anything new. So, I, you know, I can understand why your friend said it's the beginning and the end, because it, whenever the women start accepting self-destructive behavior as being the norm and possibly propagating that, it really looks like we lost. So I'm not saying that it's. Uh, Hypocritical, because it is hypocritical. But I can understand why your friend said it looks like the end is near. Well, but everybody on the comment section, because he didn't say it. That's what the the caption, the person who showed the clip. That's what they said, and everybody in the comment section was going in on the women. And I'm like, it's you have to take responsibility as to where that came from. You, you can't just say that's the beginning of the end if you don't talk about how that um, behavior came to be. Because I it's like a lot of times, unfortunately, not all men, but a lot of men, they will see women who start calling themselves bitches and will y'all do it. Or women who are around twerking and doing, you know, whatever they have the right to do. But... They don't see how when you live in a when you're dealing in a society that is dominated by one group, what's the difference when women take on the behavior of the group that oppressed them or that was dominant than when black people do it? Like black people have all of these reasons why we say, you know, nigga, because it was something that subjugated us. It was something that oppressed us and we took it and we made it our own. Then we also take on negative traits of the dom- dominant culture. Not everybody, but enough of us do because of the society in which we grow up in. And so the same thing happens to women. And it's understandable for men when they see, when you talk about it in the context of how black people have dealt with oppression and how, how it affects us. And, you know, when we talk about the... Um, what is it? The uh, Dr. Joy DeGruy, Um, The what is the word? Y'all know the word. Traumatic slave um, disorder. Oh, we okay. know that post-traumatic okay. slave disorder. We know that. We get that, but we don't understand it when we see the behaviors where now women say, "Well, I want to take agency over it. If, if it's all about my vagina, if it's all about my body, then you know I'm going to be the one to control that because all I've been pumped." If you're a true fan of hip-hop, like, I've had to have cognitive dissonance as a hip-hop fan because as much as I love it, as much as I love it, it's like, 
I knew from a very young age, this is not good and it's actually hurtful. And I remember thinking about some of the men who I admired, you know, as a lyricist. If I ever met them, are they going to be looking at me like I'm some, you know, goofy broad where I'm like, yo, like, you know, I, I like the art. I like how you spit. I like, but, you know, if I actually enjoy your music, I don't get the same look as a, a man who is a fan or an enthusiast of your art. Like, I'm a bitch. I'm a hoe. I'm somebody that's trying to, you know, this. Like, it's, it's just insane. Or when you listen to music where somebody is spitting or the beat is crazy, but they're saying, you know, it's all laced with bitch this, whole that. I mean, it's even music where, like, because I think I told y'all for a while, I stopped listening to hip-hop, period. Like, I shut it down. I couldn't deal with it. As a mentor, this is when I first started mentoring black male youth. And the things that we were talking to them about and getting them to understand how those lyrics affected them, like, we saw it playing out and we would analyze things. And one day, I'm like 20. And one of them rolled up in the car with me with their friend, and I'm blasting Nori. And um, I was like, and then I quit. I walked away from it. I walked because it was too much anyway. Because you rationalized, like you're hearing, this is how y'all are talking about women. This is what y'all are saying about us. But you spitting like I had pulled back. Um, I pulled back out um, band from TV. I love that song, but I didn't listen to Nori for, for years, and they going hard in that. But everything about it was horrible. Not even if your baby mom f the crew and promised to give us head and swallow too. Like I mean, what? So it's it's tough. It's tough. It's you know one of the things you said. But isn't but isn't. And, and I'm not trying to justify it at all, but isn't like hip hop, you know, hip hop culture, hip hop music a reflection of the broader society, right? But in most, in most devs say he said, well, y'all seen Bay? Didn't he say that if 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 if, if, we, if we smoked out, hip hop's gonna be smoked out, right? So like, it's a reflection of the greater society. There's there's a toxic masculinity outside of hip hop that influences. There's a lot of misogyny, and you know, in our case, misogynoir, um, and that's reflected in you know in um in our society, right? So. I work with young people all the time, and they're not seeing—they're not seeing these acts of violence, these intimate partner violence on the screen. They're seeing it in their homes, right? They're seeing women being mistreated in their homes. They're seeing women mistreated in their schools. They're seeing women mistreated and harassed on the street. So, uh, you know, and I think—I think hip hop music just kind of reinforces it. But I don't think—I don't think it's like the cause of it. It's just—it's just, it's just like our music reflects what's going on in our overall culture. So we talk about toxic masculinity or misogyny. It comes from the broader culture. Again, not justifying it, you know, not justifying it at all. It's just that um, it's something that the, our, our young people are seeing, not just on the TV screens, but everywhere else around them. I think that it can. I, so one thing I would like to study or understand about our culture is how and why we are so susceptible to music. Because, um, and I'm not necessarily even saying that's a bad thing, but I think it does penetrate us in a different, even, I mean, myself included, like I'm a music fiend. 
Like, I mean, I can't yeah. do life without music. And I know a lot of people that way, whatever their genre may be. I like a lot of different ones, hip hop being one of them. But I know a lot of black folks who are that way. You know, even if it's trap all day, it's, it's in their soul. It's in their blood like that. And um, I do think that the music has exasperated it because I even know I can listen to certain music and it can put me in a certain frame of mind. Now, I'm grown and I'm not going to do it. But if you put on certain music, I'll be feeling like, oh, you know. And so I do think that the music. No, but, and, I, but, I, um, but I think I think but what I think is I think. I think people are sophisticated enough, young, particularly young people, sophisticated enough to separate fact from fiction. And the best example I could give, the best example I could give is XXX and Sean, right? <clears throat> rapper that was just recently murdered. Um, and his music is atrocious, right? So what happened is me and some, some young brothers, we got together one day we, and I was like, yo, I want to understand what you like about this. Because the dude, this is the guy that stabbed his baby mama in the eye with a pencil, right? This is the guy that admitted to attacking a gay person in prison because he told the security, he told the guards he didn't want no gay person to sell with him. So this guy is like probably the worst of the worst. But a lot of young black men and boys between the ages of I'm going to say 15 to about 22, they see him as Tupac, right? They 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 told me this. So we I, we sat down, we, we circled up, and we sat down. I said I want to understand what it is about him that impresses you when you guys think he's the next Tupac. So they let me hear some of his songs and. There's some of his songs that I really cannot fuck with. But then there's some of his songs that talks about black mental health. I mean, mental health. It talks about, you know, attempting suicide. It talks about cutting themselves. You know, because a, a lot of young black people now are, are cutting themselves, you know. So, um, and that's what they can... <clears throat> that blows my mind that you see us... It didn't make me become a fan of him... But it helped me understand why young black boys and young black males today see him as their Tupac. So, and I know I'm saying his name wrong, but XXX Tension. So, did he yeah. get murdered? Yeah, he got murdered. Yeah, he got murdered. He got murdered, and there's you know conspiracy theories that he's still alive. And a lot, again, a lot of young people see him as their Tupac, and that's that's what they refer to him as. You know, even though none of his music was ever like you know revolutionary. At all, you know. No, I feel some people have a better sense of discernment than you know others, and it plays out in different ways. Like certain people may go so far, you know, everybody's not going to go all the way to I'm going to be a murderer. But does it shape the way I view women? Does it exacerbate it? Possibly. Does it exacerbate how I should, you know, look or what I value? Yeah, I think it does affect that. But I want to go back to. The whole thing about the if it was City Girls, because I don't think what I sent was a link to City Girls, but I'm gonna go back and check to make sure. But if it was whether it was that or whatever it was that I sent, how is it, Spaco, that men can point to that and say that that's the downfall, but not talk about everything that led up to that? Well, I want to make sure that Sam can get his point in. I want to make sure that Sam can get his point in, and then I want to attack that. Sam, what were you about to say? I was about to say, when it comes to music, music is a reflection of our surroundings, our environment, how we feel. I mean, we grew up, we judge this generation's music, and they discard our music. Here's the thing. 
we all been saying the same thing. Bitches, fools, sucking dick, all of that. It's been out there. It's been the music today and the music of our generation. The presentation of it is different, but the messages are still the same. I agree. I, I, I definitely see. I think the problem is when you have city girls and other women who were saying, nah, I'm not going to let these male rappers tell me how I should present what I should do. I'm going to do it. You don't tell me to twerk. I twerk if I want to. I shake my ass if I want to. I talk about sucking dick and swallowing cum if that's what I want to do. And I think that for some men, it becomes this thing of when a narrative if I say it, that you're doing it, it's okay. Because this is what we're supposed to do. As a man, we talk about what? You talk about your conference. You talk about all the women that you sleep with. You talk about all the notches on your belt. You talk about your kids. That's what a lot of us, whether it was told directly or indirectly, was told that that's what it's supposed to be to be a man. But if a woman is out here saying, yeah, fuck these motherfuckers. I don't give a fuck. If I want to suck his dick and the whole crew, I'm going to do it. <laughs> it becomes an issue because then in a way for some men who subscribe to toxic masculinity this woman is now basically has a mantle of masculinity and they have issues with that because yeah, I think, I think a woman, can, do the two a woman can be strong in a certain sense as long as it does not mimic or be on the same level as his quote-unquote masculinity. Because once there's with toxic masculinity, you always have to be seen above everybody and everything. But equality, toxic masculinity, it can't handle that. Toxicity is fragile. Those toxic behaviors are usually fragile behaviors. Absolutely. Is backed up by fragility, not strength. I agree with everything you said, but, but and and I mean, not like okay. I know uh, I probably if you play hardcore right now, I you wherever you started, I know the whole thing probably. I know the whole thing. Now I wouldn't get out like that. I got a strict. I have the strict daddy, but nonetheless, I know um, all the hardcore and um, ill nana too. For the uninitiated. What the hell are you referring to when you say hardcore? Lil' Kim! Lil' Kim, yeah. You don't remember Lil' Kim? I'm just saying for the uninitiated, they need to know. They need to know. They they need to know. (laughs) (laughs) Yo! But but I I think, but Star, to your point, you said something earlier um, that Sam didn't get a chance to mention, and that's about agency. Right? Women have agency over their own bodies. So city girls are an example of women who have agency over their own bodies. Toxic masculinity says, like Sam was alluding to, um, you can't have agency over I have agency over your body. You can't have agency over your body. That's what that's what the dominant part is. Like, no, you can't do that. Like you gotta put your all your clothes on. You know, you can't be doing all that. You can't tell you can't be telling us that you're gonna go out and suck his dick. You can't do that. And when women say that they have that agency and it threatens. That toxic masculinity, it does. 
And I mean, I just wish that men, the the, and, and it's not all men who you know think that way. But for the ones who do, you know, you have to take responsibility of where that came from because it's an oppressive feeling. It's a hurtful feeling when something that you like, something that you feel you are a part of, but it's constantly demeaning you. And then especially anybody who's trying to come up through that. So then you feel that I'm sure they feel, well, I want to empower myself. Or if you see that sex is what is drawing the attention to women, then yeah, I'm going to take it and own my own. Like you won't pimp me. You know, you won't be my pimp. I will come out and I will do this myself. Do I think that all of that, you know, is, is the message that we should be pushing, whether it's coming from a, a male? Do I, I mean, I, I, I'm like, there, there never seems to be like a happy meeting. There are always extremes, but we never seem to find our way with a happy medium. Like, I don't feel anybody needs to be oppressed, and I don't feel, you know, any of that. But, I mean, it's like what happens when people try to come out of oppression, usually any group, is that it's like, rah, it just, it goes very, because they were caged. And now they are coming out and they are feeling, you know, free. And I don't necessarily think that we win if all of the uh, women are running around and they want to give a, a, a line of head. You know, I don't think that that's, that's something that we should strive but, for. But, that's but at the same time, and I don't think yeah, men should be, you know, standing up talking about a line of, you know, bitches, yeah. give me hate. But at the same time, um, the way I look at it is, um, like, like, here's a good example. This is the 25th anniversary of Back That Ass Up by the Hopper. <laughs> I mean, by not the Hopper, but the man. It's the 25th anniversary, right? I'm not going to sit here and act like 25 years ago I was digging it, because I wasn't. I'd be a liar if I told you that. And I think Seiko can remember that, right? So, like, there's, I think, in hip-hop culture, there's... I know that song. You said you were not digging it? You were not digging I, I Back That Ass Up? I wasn't... When the song came on, I wasn't jumping on the dance floor. You know what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is that there's there's room for that. There's room for that kind of music. There's room for, you know, there's room for Karis One. There's room for, you know, E40. There's room for that. So if that's the kind of stuff, that's the kind of music you like, I'm all for it. If that's how you get down, if, you know, I'm all for it. If you, if you are in a polyamorous relationship, I'm all for it. You know, like, I think there's room for all that. You know, it, it ain't everybody's cup of tea, right? But what happened with us, with, that's the difference between us and now, because I agree with um, what he said earlier that, you know, the, the presentation is different. Like, the only, the, the content is pretty much the same. The way it's presented is different. I think things were a little more lyrical back in the day and maybe stuck to the culture. Like the culture. I, I, I disagree. I, I disagree with that. I, I disagree with that. They, there's some I could there are some people that there are some there are some. some there are some right yes there's always going to be but some but, but I think yeah. for the most part but there, but what I'm I think it's is, not that way for the most part like we got to say careful. something with, like, with music I think I think since we're talking about hip hop a lot yeah yeah that yeah. one way to put it would be that there was more balance. Uh, a lot of y'all talked about the earlier rappers I heard LL I heard uh, Salt and Pepper just to give you an example but for every push it, not push it. What song am I looking for? Um, I like the one Pepper did talking about how they want to attitude. For every shoot, they had eight or nine or ten songs that were talking about other things, as opposed to a lot of these modern artists where the whole album is bitches hoes. I'm in the club, bitches hoes. The variety is not here. 
Did I, I, more time? I agree. I feel like what's the difference now for us back then? It was like a smorgasbord, a smorgasbord of whatever you were into. And if you crossed into different ones, it was available. Like if you want a kid and play this market, you just want to party or you want to have fun. You had that. If you wanted the conscious, you had a native tongue, you had an abundance, X clan, um, PRT, brand new being, all of that. If you were too short and an NWA in it and all of that, you had all of that. Like we had a smorgasbord. Board. I think that's just the biggest difference and what I feel for the youth because in none of this am I blaming them because I'm not a blamer I'm a I want to be a bridge builder and if what they don't have I feel like it's our generation's fault so it's no knock at them but I do feel bad for them like hurtful seriously in a lot of ways that that smorgasbord that we had they just don't now that it's been really corporatized like we caught hip-hop at a time where it was still burgeoning and we caught some new things that came in and now it's just like corporatized as hell and they they that's where i feel for them where you don't have that and i know somebody's gonna say well it's, it's there yeah i mean it's i'm not saying that there aren't things that, that there's not some variety but i think if we say that is they fly, they fly. anywhere near that same level um, another thing when we lost radio like we had it you know everybody like people go and they find their you know like somebody might know about such and such and they have their small little following of people who know a person who is more lyrical a person who is more about partying but the whole youth rocking to something like that like we had that experience unfortunately I as far as I know I don't see them being able to have that and I feel them for that like oh i wish i didn't know that i'm gonna say this and i'm gonna i'm gonna say this and i'm gonna move on because we can talk about this as much as we want but like kendrick been winning grammys man j cole been getting nominated for grammys last year rhapsody got nominated for a grammy i'm just saying that um and and most young people don't even listen to the radio the most streamed app app on, on the phones right now is youtube and all these cats. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that, that was actually to my point. I'm going to the old record labels, though. So, like, all these rappers that I mentioned earlier, you know, X Extension and all of them, they they didn't have no singles on the radio. They went, I was all through SoundCloud. You know, those cats, he was getting 30000 a show. You know, like, and he didn't even go through, you know, all these people, Earl Sweatshirt, all these cats that are out now, you know, they don't really get radio play. They, I mean, because this stuff is too raunchy. But they're all on SoundCloud, they're all on YouTube. And I, which I think which I think is dope, even though I don't like triple extension, I think it's dope that we, we, we don't even go through the middleman anymore. But you know, again, I wanna not talk about, you know, stay on that topic because you can go back and forth on it. Nope. And, uh, all right. Well, well, let me do this, let me do this. We're looking at five minutes left. Uh, Sam, I know you had a point you wanted to make. Let's go ahead and go on the wrap up session. Wrap up, we, we can talk about this for a while. The, the point, I think for me, it's not about the music. The music is only a representation of our society and what's around us. The toxic yes. masculinity exists. It's just brought out in the music. Does it influence? Absolutely. But rappers, musicians, we at the end of the day, we they do it from their experience. They do it from what they see, from what they yep. experience, from what they were taught. And that's what we're seeing. Our thing is now, now that we have, I think, always been aware that toxic masculinity exists, 
I think now as we've gotten older, as our views have changed, as some of you all have become parents and we've become older, we ask ourselves now, how can we make sure that we, as far as music, we can love it and enjoy it, but how do we make sure that we don't continue to contribute to the perpetuation of toxic masculinity? Uh, good question. Good question. Whoa. How do you answer that? You have a uh, a 15-year-old daughter. <laughs> you on the spotlight. <laughs> She's probably going through the same thing that Star talked about. Star mentioned in one of our earlier podcasts that listening to hip-hop and loving hip-hop was like being in a bad relationship. <laughs> and it's abusive, but you keep coming back. Because when it's good, it's so good. <laughs> so, but on the real, on the real, it's funny because um, I mentioned um, I mentioned the Seiko when I came in here that I had been at dinner with a young lady. We talked a little bit about this. I'm not listening to anywhere near as much hip hop as I used to, and the misogyny and ignorance is a big part of that. And it started when I had Ava in the car as a little girl. I couldn't in good conscience play that stuff mostly because I knew she repeated that's how I knew Shortaline was going to be a hit she's two years old can't even speak she in the back talking about Charlie Charlie and that's how I knew that song was going to be a hit but I also knew oh she's paying attention she's hearing all this so I started expanding again even more than I already was doing as a DJ so now I'm playing reggae I'm playing EBM I'm playing country and I'm not dipping into the hip hop crate as much as I used to at least when she's in the car. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Well, it is because you talk about the toxic masculinity, but that's not it. I mean, it's that, it's the ignorance in general, uh, drug culture, ghetto, it's all there, and there's very little balance. All right. Like in other musical genres. So how do we get to the balance? Star, how do we get to the balance? We're going to end with Danny. Um, dear black men, we need you to address one another when it comes to this. Your sons, not just your daughters, but your sons as well. Your nephews, your brothers, your peers, your church, your mosque, your neighbors, all of that to understand this. Be well versed in it. And and you brothers are great that you guys know this. I love what I'm hearing. Um, make your voices be the voices that are heard as well. Your voices matter. Like We need to hear more from you. And you guys are a breath of fresh air to a black woman woman like please know that so don't silence yourselves please be the squeaky wheel and we need you we appreciate you for that Dan Trez on me take your song brother what do we um, do at this point we gotta mentor our young black boys we have to model model the behaviors that we want them to, to get uh, because they're getting they're getting bad modeling um, have the discussions talk to young men about that have them do the emotional work right tell them about what misogyny is tell them about what what patriarchy is. Tell them about what this, the white supremacist capitalist patriarchy is. Have these discussions with them. Talk about intimate partner violence. Talk about misogynoir, you know, violence and hatred against black women. Like, put these vocabulary words in their head because when you do that, now they got something. They say, I have a name for what this is and they could deal with it. Yes. <laughs> You're supposed to put a B word after that. <laughs> Brother Boy <laughs> Alright Sam Drop your handles man Drop your handles We have a minute left man Sam Where can they catch you? Uh, Sam's Corner 2018 On Instagram Good stuff Clever Where can they catch you? 
Star Armstrong on Facebook, Star underscore underscore Armstrong on Instagram, and clevercommunities.org. All right, Dan Trezomi, where can I catch you? On Twitter, at Dan Trezomi, on Instagram, at Brother Omi. Okay, Walt, man, where can I catch you? I am straight up an old man in the club in this discussion. <laughs> I'm just starting to get into the Twitter, just starting to get into uh, Instagram. In both cases, on Molly Train on both. Or you can find me on Facebook, also partner. That's what's up. Hey, look, uh, like Dan Trent said, I agree. We need to mentor our youth, and we also need to mentor ourselves. So as we stay out, as we go out, as we make our movements, stay fly. Stay fly, stay fly, stay fly. The views expressed on the Fly Guy podcast by the guests of the Fly Guy podcast are only the views of the guests, unless we say we agree, unless explicitly stated. (laughs) Stay fly, stay fly, stay fly, stay fly. Stay conscious. Stay fly. 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 Stay fly.